Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. And in an incredible turn of events, um, I am not the one in the Egg, Ch- Egg Chasers TMO shipping container. I am live in the studio in the Rugby Dungeon with JB. And it's very nice to have you too, Tim. Hello. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. Happy New Year. Oh, is it, happy is it, New Year. Yeah, it is. Oh, did we do that last week? Or? I don't know. I, 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 neither do I. Uh, it doesn't How matter. did we do it last week? Does it matter? Doesn't really matter, does go. it? Uh, and in the well, it's not. It's, it's gone from being a, a an egg chasers TMO shipping container to an egg chasers quarantine shipping container yeah, yeah. containing Phil at the moment. More, more infectious than the Ebola nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it more as a special recovery centre. Oh, we're just going to turn you up a bit, Phil. There you go, mate. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. There you a, re- a recovery centre, recovering from now. Have I got this right? Either listeria or more, or more likely bacterial meningitis. Vir- uh, viral, 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 viral. Yeah, fortunately, yeah, viral. viral. Yeah, because it's very painful, but not deadly, which potentially bacterial meningitis can be. Oh. So, uh, so, okay, so can, so can but... being, so can trying to tackle actually trying to tackle Billy Vanapola can be deadly. Uh, <laughs> that could be both. Or yes. what's his name from Bath this week? The guy I was slating. Oh, James Phillips. James Phillips. James Phillips. Hey, it's like my little fact. You know, every time you mention Ben Ryan, I go, uh, I played under Ben Ryan. Yep. James Phillips. I I coached him. I was his first fifteen sick form rugby coach. You coach really? Yeah. Big boy, isn't it? Well, he's not actually. He, he, he is for a number. He is a big boy. Uh, it was in the back row. It was him. And the two flankers were the Redford, Redford Pennycook and Chevy Pennycook. Wow! Yeah, That's it nice. was a hell of a back row. Did you win much? Uh, yeah. We got, we did all right in the Daily Mail Cup. Got to like the quarterfinals. Tell you what, when I first went to university, I went to University West of England, right? And our first rugby, rugby training session. Now, University West of England is weird. When I went there, uh, it wasn't. It still wasn't quite the era where everyone just goes. It was getting to that that point, but it wasn't quite there. So Yui was basically full of people who weren't quite smart enough to go to real universities, but <laughs> had the obligation to go to university because their parents spent so much money on their schooling. <laughs> right? So I got there, and I swear to God, everybody that I met on the rugby team was from some private school, which was... Colston's. Unbeaten. 
Oh, right, I and see. And they'd all won the Daily Mail Cup. Yeah. I'm thinking, something's not stacking up here. <laughs> One of you has not won the Daily Mail Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this podcast, we uh, there's been an amazing weekend of rugby, and we've got an incredible weekend of European rugby to look ahead to. Um, did you see much of the rugby, Phil? You, you must have just had nothing to do but sit in the Egg Chasers quarantine shipping container watching rugby non-stop. Basically, yeah, I've watched every game and Have I've you? seen at least at least every uh, at least extended highlights of everything that I've not seen live. So yes, up to speed. I've not found the extended hi- highlights. They're not on the website. Annoyingly, so they're all on uh, BT Sports website, apart from the Newcastle Exeter game, which I don't think is up quite yet. Uh, but everything else, BT BT Sports. Right, there's one very quick fire thing I'd like to do to start off with. I just want to. I don't. I can't remember if it's. In fact, do you know if this is our first one of the new year, Phil? When did we record uh, our last I pod? I don't think it is. I think we recorded on Monday night, which, which was New Year's Day. Which me? Yeah. Yeah. New yeah, Year's we Day. Did. We did. Which means that I'll have recorded two shows with <laughs> viral men in dress or well, whichever duh. I have. <laughs> Fair play, Phil. No one can ever question your commitment to the cause. Right. What I would like to do is just um, get some predictions for 2018. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, it would have been good to have made it ten. But I've got nine things which I'm just going to get, and I'm going to write this down, seal it, put it in a box, and we'll see where you go. So okay. Six Nations winner will be... JB. Ireland. Ireland. Phil. Uh, probably Ireland as well. Okay, Ireland. You know Ireland. What, I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Scotland, but I think it'll be Ireland. I've said England. Um, yeah. Pro fourteen winner. Ooh. Um, hmm. Scarlets. You're not saying Benetton. Oh, what a win this weekend! Yeah, was, <laughs> what a win! <laughs> I did see that. And Philip. It's not going to uh, be your beloved Ulster, give me is Leinster. it? Leinster. Uh, it's funny, you boys. I've put Leinster or Scarlets, and, and I'm going to cross one of them out. I'm going to go with... Do you know what? I'm going to go... Leinster will be so exhausted from their European exits that they'll they'll lose out to Scarlets. I'm going to go Scarlets to retain the title. I think Scarlets are just too dangerous, aren't they? Champions Cup. Actually, sorry. Let's go Premiership first. Sorry. Premiership winner. JB. As in top of the table? Winner. of in Twic- oh, okay. Twickenham in May. Saracens Phil Saracens I've said Exeter uh, European mm. Champions Cup then Hmm <sighs> Leinster So I would have said Clermont But they've got so many injuries At the mm. moment That's true I think it's going to be too much for them So I want to say La Rochelle Oh, that's a good Wow. One. That's a big call. I've said Leinster. Uh, right, England v South Africa, three-match series. What will the score be? 3-0. Phil? South Africa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you joking? No, nope, uh, I'm not. 3-0 South Africa, all right. Phil? Give me 3-0. 3-0 England. <laughs> Australia v Ireland have got three-match series. The score in Australia, this is obviously. Uh, Australia versus Ireland? Yeah. Uh, 2-1 to Ireland. Philip? Same, 2-1 Ireland. I've said 2-1 Ireland as well. Argentina v Wales. I think they have two games, so let's go with this. Two games. One apiece. Is what I've also said. I'm going to say 2-2 two to Wales. I don't quite know how that's going to happen, but give me 2-2 two to Wales. All right. New Zealand versus France, three-game series. Oof. New Zealand versus France. In New Zealand. Hang on. 
Three nil. Three nil. Three. Yeah. yeah, I've said three nil. Phil's saying three nil. Three nil. Yeah. Uh, and that was almost the last. Do you know what? I might leave it there. Let's forget the Super Rugby and Rugby Championship for now. Uh, on, and go on. No, you... Super Rugby. Go on. Super Rugby. Okay. Uh, don't know. I've put Wolves. Some Wolves. Some Wolves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. I'm, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> I have no idea who. We'll do, no, we'll do that once the once the tournament starts. Right. Fine. So uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight predictions we have made for the upcoming. Hang on, hang on. You missed season. my. My prediction for 2018. 2018 is going to be the year of the great England downfall. Well, we got that from your 3-0 South African whitewash. Yep. So, um, <laughs> uh, and excitingly, we've got some new additions to the dungeon, which I'll show you in a second. Uh, and something in the post is uh, going to be arriving soon for you, Tim. Wow. Mm. JB's whiteboard. You can write down all the things. <laughs> ordered one. All the claims you make. Yeah. And th- th- I'll have to get. I'll have to get one of those... Uh, pens you write on and can't get rubbed off and changed by jb when Ooh, i'm not around crafty <laughs> yes crafty. <laughs> oh great oh that's exciting um yeah it's gonna be a big year ahead but the matters in hand we have the uh, do you know what I- i'm just very quickly what before phil passes out from uh viral meningitis um let's just deal with your ulster side and moreover bearing in mind we've got europe coming up and we've all predicted leinster to uh, well, two of us have predicted Leinster to win the European Champions Cup. Did you see that performance of them against Ulster? I did not. Uh, I did. I did. Unfortunately, it's tough going for an Ulster fan. Uh, it was pretty bloody impressive, wasn't it? It really was. Apparently, though, Ulster have signed a new overseas ten. Yeah, I was just reading that. What, Matt, did, what, yeah. what, what are we thinking? What, who's available? Matt Gitto, oh, Quade nice. Cooper, Matt Gitto. That's the one. Gitto's in Japan at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, so he's gettable. Stephen Donald well, has been suggested as well. Would you want Beaver? Gitto's, on, um, Gitto's only gettable on. if... Go on. Well, I was just going to say, Gitto is only gettable if he wants to do a lot more work for a lot less money. Yeah. I, I assume, I'm assuming he's got a quick, pretty cushy ride in Japan and he's getting paid significant cash. Yes, he will be getting a lot of money. But on the other hand, uh, he won't need to put together photocopiers. <laughs> yeah, true. And so. if there's a little bit of ego in there, which I'm sure there will be, he would want to play in front of big crowds and in big matches. Yeah. There's always that attraction. And also, isn't the Japanese season only quite short and ends soon? Yeah, probably. But then, like JB says, he'll be repairing photocopiers. For exactly, the rest of yeah. obviously, yeah. Work never stops in Japan. So we'll watch that one with interest. <laughs> Tell you what, Stephen Donald would be interesting. Yeah. He'd just be just a nice story. Yeah, it would I mean, be I don't nice know story. if I'd be inspired as an Ulster fan, but yeah, why not? They obviously don't fancy Johnny McPhillips. No. I wonder if mm. there's a 10 somewhere in Ireland that they can have. Like, would Corbury come to them? Well, in terms of Irish youngsters, there's a couple that stood out playing for Leinster, and it's someone that we've mentioned a few times in recent podcasts. But Jordan Lam- Jordan Lamore, Lamore or Lama or Lam- L- Lamore, Jordan Lamore, pronounced as Lamore, Lamore, Jador Lamore. Mm-hmm. What he he's just the, just the two tries. The way just the two tries, just the incredible gas, just the natural naturally fitting into one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, he looks like. On, he should be playing some part in that Six Nations squad for Ireland. The way he's the way he's going. Um, Is that yes. too early to say Definitely. that? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, he's a very very special player. Yeah, I've only seen him a handful of times, and he's looked very special every time. 
I think I think he has to be uh, in the squad, the Ireland squad for the Six Nations. Um, I just wonder if they'll limit his game time to maybe the Italian game and go with uh, a more tried and tested fifteen-like uh, Dave. Ka- sorry, Rob Carney. Uh, <laughs> Dave particularly, Carney. particularly if you got two, if you got two other young wingers, which they most likely ha- will have in Conway. And Stockers. Stockers. Yeah. Stockdale's excellent as, as well, isn't he? So Ireland have gone from uh, being relatively weak on the wing. I say relatively weak. Same with that. Uh, same with Lancer, to be fair. I mean, we didn't really rate Lancer's wingers when we spoke about them prior to the Exeter game. So having an absolute deadly pair. Yeah, and Fergus McFadden looked awesome in that game as well. His second try was an <laughs> incredible try. And another area, if you if you think back 10 years or whatever, do you remember when Ireland just had one tight head prop? John Hayes. Yep. That yep. was it. Yep. And they they could they they couldn't they did, and now Andrew Porter they've got so many amazing loose heads that Andrew Porter hear me now believe me later in in 2015 I said I, there was two guys I came away from the under 20 world cup and said Stockdale and Porter and um Porter has switched from loose head because Leinster have so many good loose heads to tight head and he looks unreal. Tell you what that yeah. is such a clever move. If you're a tight head out there and you want to get paid and we know that you all listen. No, sorry, a loose head. You want to get paid? Go and play at LV Cup, and go and play at tight head. Just just for a game, and then put it on your CV. Tight head. <laughs> well, he is, every loose head should do it. This guy is looks a really incredible talent. So, um, as folklore had it, when he was in the Ireland Under Twenty squad, he was squatting three hundred and fifty kgs and deadlifting two hundred and sixty. No, no, no. He was deadlifting two hundred and sixty kgs in sick form. He's he's wow. he's twenty one at the moment, nineteen stone, and you saw in that game he has gas to burn. He ran the ball out of his own twenty two to set up Fergus McFadden's second try. So, an incredible talent. Ireland are stacked. Yeah, they are. Don't, don't, forget, the- don't forget that Furlong is only twenty five. Do you know what? Do you know he's what? already a lion. Billy Vanapola is only twenty five. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have thought it, would you? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so th- there's a couple of guys that caught my eye. What was the game that, uh, that caught your eye or, or provided the biggest talking points, well, Phil, for you? Well, pro- probably the resurgence, the comeback, and the dominant display of Saracens. Really? That they, was the game of the week? Yeah, I what, think so. What, not a 30-29 30, 30 to 29 win for sale against <laughs> Harlequins? <laughs> well, I know you've got that covered anyway, Jay, Ooh. so... <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. The Wasps Saracens. I have seen the extended highlights now. I'm sure Jay's got all the detail. Well, well, the the, the short answer to that is Sale were okay. Harlequins were actually all right on the road. Should have won it. Joe Marler cost his team a win. Sounds- yeah, stu- stu- stupid Marler. Great start and great finish by Sale. Um, Quins were dominant for about 40 minutes in the middle, but it wasn't enough. So I'm- um, and. Marlish stupidity. I've got a funny feeling, right, that Sale are about to turn a corner and, be- and become very, <laughs> very formidable. Hold on. You've been saying that for about no, this is it. <laughs> two, this two months now. They've got, uh, with that lucky, uh, they, they didn't, uh, they shouldn't have beaten Quinns. They should have been beaten by Quinns, which is a... Well, they still scored 30 points. No, 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 no they scored 30 points. I, I, I agree. I'm not taking it away from them. Um, they rode their luck and they took their chance. Um but you don't get thirty points by luck. They, you don't ride they also have points. London Irish this uh, in, in the next round of the Premiership as well. So it could be three on the bounce for sale. Uh, and 
into the top six. So, well, they're seventh at the moment. So, um, well, if they'd have won the Gloucester, that Gloucester game, which they should have won, I mean, these things all leave themselves out. So we can talk about we can talk about that when we look when we maybe in a little bit more depth. Um, but you you were saying the Saracens game then, Phil. So go on then, break that one down. Uh, well, it was the dominant performance of Saracens that was so impressive. I was expecting a much closer game than this, and. Wasps only really got close when Saracens had one, then two men in uh, Berger and then Farrell sent to the bin. That was the only time they scored tries, the only time they got on top. Besides that, Saracens' defence and offence were both exceptional. Yeah, I'm going to have to go into full Wasps-hating mode, which everyone thinks I hate Wasps, I don't. Um, The difference between these two teams is so stark. When you watch Saracens attack, they were clinical, they knew exactly what to do. Every player had his role to play in that attack. When you watch yeah. Wasps, it's sideline to sideline. Let's hope it's some time that we find some sort of mi- um, mismatch and then for some individual brilliance. The coaching and the structure that goes behind Saracens is so far and beyond what Wasps have. It's just a joke. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. Go on then. Hold on. Hold on. I just oh, I want to point something out, right? That was a Saracens side almost, bar Liam Williams, at full strength. Yep. Right, front row. They had their third choice tight head and a guy making his very first Premiership start. Yep, uh, he played very well. Actually. On the bench, they had a guy out of the academy who has been playing Championship rugby. He played very well. He, he did all right. Yeah, He's he very did. Well. They Joe Launchbury not in the second row. Yep. You talk about the impact of Billy Vanapola. No Nathan Hughes in the back yep. row. Yep. But what would they have done differently? Uh, and in the backs, we're not talking about the in, in the backs because of an injury. Because of an injury du- injuries during the game. They had a large part of the game, like Gopeth was out already. Um, you got guys like Bassett out already, and Lover Balavu went off really early. De Jong went off. So they had a centre partnership of Guy Armitage mm-hmm. and Rob Miller okay. against Saracens. So I'm not saying Wasps were inferior on the day. They 100% were, but I'm just not. No, they're inferior. I'm not getting. I'm, not, I'm not drawing any a... massive conclusions like that. Well, no. They are inferior as a style. That, that's my point. If you have all of their players, do they play differently to how they played today? They do. The th- they play the same, but they play better. Well, that, well that's like saying Bill, well, well, Saracens played the same style without Billy Vanapola and quite, Maru Itoji, but with Billy Vanapola and Maru Itoji, they're a lot better. Yeah, so I'm saying that the Saracens' coaching style and the effort and the organisation that goes into the way Saracens play is worlds, worlds apart and worlds ahead of Wasps. That's what I'm saying. And it doesn't matter who the personnel is, it's about the system. Agreed, Phil? So, I, I, I agree in general. Wasps, Wasps um, they did have players missing, but they frequently looked lost in attack. Yeah. They kind of shipped it out wide, hoping for Watson, Daly, or LaRue to conjure up something magic. And the Saracens' defence and the organisation and the line speed, simple stuff, but... The organisation, the line speed, meant that Wasps couldn't do anything. Yeah. The only time they really did it was that first try, oh, sorry, second try, just before half-time, the Willie LaRue try, when, Sar- um, when Saracens had two men off the field. Besides that, Saracens were completely dominant. Which is all set by that, it's it's a, by that, uh, contact, that, that contact area. It, it is a bit of both. Yeah, can win. Uh, you are right, Tim. You can win playing the way Wasps do. Wasps have beaten Saracens in the past. But my point is, it's they rely on the individual brilliance of those players, not on overall team shape. 
Well, I'm saying that. So, what, I mean, albeit Saracens won comfortably in the end, but that um, was it. The second try when Vunapola from a standing start just burst through two defenders two and, three tackles, and set yeah. up Berger's try. Right, that is. That's just that was individual brilliance. That wasn't a Saracen system. That was individual brilliance by Billy Vanapola mm. that got that try. Wasps didn't have Nathan Hughes, who is capable of that same kind of go forward, and it's a massive, massive hole. Albeit Nizam Carr has been outstanding. Yep. It's a huge hole, and I, I'm I'm not saying Wasps you plug Nathan Hughes in. Wasps would have won. That's not what I'm saying. No. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is let's not draw massive conclusions about our oh, Saracens are incredible and Wasps are uh, a, a rubbish or can't do well, it because they can. I would and also they have. and also this. As long as Wasps carry on doing what they're doing, which is, a, from what I can tell, some sort of laissez-faire, everyone just do whatever you want and let's wait for some special magic, I think they're always going to be limited. I don't think they'll ever get over that that final hurdle. They'll always make the playoffs. I'm not sure that they can win it, win anything, but who knows. I, I just think... So, so I think... Oh, sorry, go on, Phil. I was just going to say, uh, I think Wasps can beat anyone on their day, almost providing it's not knockout rugby. Yeah. So I would never back them to be either Saracens or Exeter, even when you have Gopeth in there, even when you have Nathan Hughes, when it's knockout rugby and the defence is that much tighter and the game is that much more controlled, I would always back an Exeter, a Clermont, a Toulon, a Saracens, a Leinster over Wasps. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, but what Wasps game? It was highlighted in the in the build up to today's game on BT Sport when. Uh, they highlighted how quick they, they were. They were. They were doing a stop clock on Wasps' phase play, and how quick the breakdowns were. And when they cut teams apart, it's when the, the rucks last about between one and two seconds. And mm. with the physicality of Saracens, and with that oppressive defence, and with guys like Mako and Billy, um, it's and Michael Rhodes back in. It's really yeah, real just good. It's really hard to to generate that quick ball and Maruitoji as well. So you we've mentioned quite a lot of massive names that aren't there for Wasps and some very big names yeah. that were back for Saracens so that, that's, def- that's definitely got a part to play it's not going to get any easier for Wasps mind you because it looks like Vili LaRue could be out for a bit it didn't look like yeah we'll it see didn't look one. good at the end did it no it didn't it didn't um, it did not one of the one of the points one of the points from this game um, it frustrated me a bit that the commentators kept on mentioning um, Saracens being a defensive team and not an not an offensive team, because Saracens' offense yes is brilliant. It is, isn't it? They scored it, nearly sixty more points than anyone else in the Premiership. Yeah, and not anyone only, else, including Wasps, including Exeter, whilst going through a rough patch. Yeah, and yeah, I'd like to add something else. I thought that first try um, Saracens scored was magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was brutal. It was so clinical and it was so brutal. It's the same people. People talk about Farrell as a as a really straight, kind of boring but efficient ten. He's much more than that. Yeah, of course he is. Uh, yeah. Again, it's almost like a knock on how organised they are. They're so organised. They're so well coached. They're so well prepared. They're, they're they're an absolute privilege to watch, actually. Yeah, and it's good that they have got all their players back, not just for Saracens, but also particularly Toji, particularly Billy Vanapola for England. Billy Vanapola has no right having that long out first game back being that good. He was awesome, wasn't he? <laughs> and yeah. um, I've got to mention I've mentioned this before, but I've got to say it again. Right, Mako Vanapola needs to get better contact lenses. Yes, I, you know what? As soon as you went down today, I thought Tim's going to mention this. Here we go. <laughs> 
as someone tweeted me back uh, earlier today. Yeah, Mako Vanapola is very good in contacts. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I'm sure I, he just fakes it when he needs a breather. Yeah, when he needs a breather. Yeah, it's always when there's because oh, they were defending five meters out from their own line at that point, weren't they? Making mm. make him wear glasses like the Benetton um, fly off. <laughs> it happens again. He's got to wear glasses. That's that's a great <laughs> shout. It can't keep on happening. Exactly. Uh, oh well, actually, let's take a quick break, um, and I'll tell you what arrived in the post this this week. Although I suspect that you already know. Well, let me tell you what could arrive in the post for you in a few days' time, and that is uh, an incredible Cornerstone razor. So they, we love Cornerstone. They've been long-term fans of the pod. We're long-term fans of theirs, which is why we tell you about this offer all the time. If you've never taken us up on it, you will not be disappointed. Uh, please try it, because it only costs you four quid to give it a go. It's a mail-order razor. The, the original, loads of other pretenders are trying to copy their format. Cornerstone are the original and best, and they're the ones that send you a metal weighty aluminium shaft that would be engraved with your letters none of this plastic nonsense so get the uh, get the original get the best uh, get a razor your free aluminium engraved shaft six razors in a presentation box for four quid with no obligation but we think you'll love it and want to continue just go to because you listen to us you get a great deal cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout that could be in the post coming to you soon what what came in the post for you jay well first of all i'm gonna have to thank uh, Mr. Anthony Dennison, who has sent me... Us? Me. Well, us, I guess. Go on, then. <laughs> you um, would never have even known about it if I hadn't pointed it, it out. Uh, yeah, but there's a saying, isn't there? Uh, a dream without a plan is something or other. Anyway, um, so... If, if we if we have, like, a messy divorce, I'm having a third of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and we've also got a, ga- a Gary Owen top. As a, as oh, no, a we haven't even said what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm coming to it. Oh, okay. I've got a Kazakhstan top. Oh, wow. In, uh, and I've got the Rugby Sabutio. Yes. It has arrived. Now, ooh, it's ooh, a ooh. mystery exactly how you play this game. Mm. Um, there are live action fullbacks. Uh, the The ball itself is reminiscent of a oli- uh, of an olive stone pip. But the best thing by far is how the scrummaging works. So... The rugby players themselves are actually just Sabutio fo- football players, which is disappointing actually. And they're in, and they're not in hoops. That's very disappointing. Oh yeah, they're not in stripes though, are they? It's okay. I've been to a model shop, and I have got got a, a, a little paintbrush. I'm going to put put hoops on them next week. <laughs> um, the scrimmaging, right? You put the ball into a rugby ball shaped contraption. And it has six exits, and depending on what you know where it goes, that is how you restart the game. So it's like a fairground, uh, something you find at the arcade or the seaside. Exactly, Tim. Exactly. So watch this space because we're going to be making some rather high tech videos with oh. our. Uh... It'd be like the good old days when when the team might win a scrum against the head. Exactly, mate. Exactly. By the way, what has happened to the hooking thing? Well, at the start of the season, wasn't or at the start of the last calendar year? I can't remember when it came in, but it was meant to be a hookers have to physically hook. Yeah, it happened. They've just. Completely yeah. given up on that. No, 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 it happened today. Um, yeah, yeah. Wayne Barnes gave a free yes. kick for not that, but then he ignored it for every other scrum. When did he? Yeah, come on. The number. How how many times did Dan Robson just feed the ball straight to Nizam Carr, who then picked up the ball half a second later and took off? Mm. You watch it again. It happens so many times. I'll anyway, I look out for that. Um, but no, that's great. We got some rugby sabuti now. I'm wondering if it was our mention of rugby sabuti the other week that made we've had listeners going on eBay and getting copies of it as well. So maybe they can. 
Maybe we should relaunch it. A nice mm. little mini spinner. Yeah, and and people can tell us how to play it as well. Exactly. I think Sabuto went bankrupt a few a few years ago. What? Pretty sure it did. Oh my god. Yeah. I used to love it. I, I don't know it. how you go about playing rugby Sabuto though. I really don't. But we're not going to use yeah. it for playing rugby spooty. We're going to use it for incredible like war reenactments. <laughs> it's going to be like, like in our rugby war room. Exactly right. Ex- exactly right. And then Billy Twelve Trees passed the ball, missed three into touch. We can yeah. reenact that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, did anyone see the Friday night game? Yep. Yes. Uh, what What do you think? Uh, I was kind of for Worcester, hoping they get a bonus point or two out of it, and they weren't far off. Yeah, um, but it was it was a pretty impressive all round performance from Bath. Yeah, I not Bath, bad at all. I thought Bath looked really good. I don't know how they're doing it. I simply don't. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, I actually put a message out on our little WhatsApp group saying, um, you know, what right has uh, the guy whose name I've just forgotten who you mentioned before? And you James him, James Phillips. You know, how on earth is he is he you know playing playing for Bath? He's played at London Scottish, played at Bristol. He's played. I think it might be his fourth club he's had this year. Uh, no, no, no. He's been at Bath since last season. But um, he's been on loan. Because I'm pretty sure it says. No, 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 no. He's he's just not really. I don't think he started a Premiership game. Hmm. Uh, till till that one. But no, no. He's been at Bath. This is his second season at Bath. But he's very much a um, a squad. Uh, uh, you know, bulk. Uh, he's he's uh, like um, just a. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. So he's, he's filling he's filling the squad without taking up loads of salary cap space, just doing a job. So here in his, on his Wikipedia it says, extra Chiefs until 2015. Tw- uh, sorry, 2017 going forward. London Scottish Bristol Rugby Bath Rugby. Uh, Bristol was his hometown club. Yep. Um, he was at Exeter for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, London Scottish. She went to yeah. That's that, that's it. But that's that's all in sequence. Ah, uh, right. No, it looks just just looks like I've got the dates wrong. Then. Um, anyway, the 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 point is, as uh, as you said before, it is more like a squad player, and they've just got a team now full of squad players with the occasional international, and yet they're playing really, really well. They've got as many internationals as any other Premiership club in the England squad, in the England training squad. Yeah, but playing, they had what two. Two current ones? Oh, actually. JJ Watson. Do you, do you count? Dunn. Do you count? Okay, Dunn um, and Henry Thomas, I guess. Henry Thomas was in the training squad. Obano. Beno Obano in the training squad. Zach Mercer. Zach Mercer in the training squad. Is he still an apprentice? Or mm, I don't know. He, he, was de- he was denoted, him and Marcus Smith were denoted as apprentice players in the most, re- most recent squad. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, impressive performance, and I think the the most impressive thing about the whole thing was the physicality. Yeah, I, I think uh, Blackadder is. I think he is getting a lot from that squad because oh, yeah. they, they are stretched with in injuries and tr- stretched with injuries to very good players, uh, and he's he is doing some really good stuff, particularly around the defence. I think their uh, shape and line speed is excellent. And he's managing the managing the squad very well, even yeah. though it is stretched. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, I, I guess this is kind of the anti wasps thing, which is they're bringing in guys and they're fitting them into the system. Yeah, and they they did they gave away a lot of penalties. They mm-hmm. gave away almost three times as many penalties as Worcester, who were very well disciplined uh, and still won fairly comfortably uh, six tries to three in the end. 
Do you think they're going to lose one of their fly halves at some point? Because this can't go on. Both the guys have got are, for me, out and out starters for someone. How many caps has yeah. Lewis Priestland got? I don't 50? know. Somewhere between 30 and 50. I guess. So he needs to get a few more before he can not play in Wales. Ooh, that's a good point. Let's have a look. Yeah, he might need one or two more. Put put it mildly. But yeah, I mean Priestland could could quite conceivably go. And I think Burns could quite conceivably go too. Yeah, he has exactly fifty caps. Oh does Priestland. he? Can yeah. he get, can he get so he ten, in, ten. ten in before his uh, deal runs out? I genuinely hate this rule. I think it's such a stupid rule. <laughs> um I'll tell you what, what what Wales on... go on, Phil. No, I was just gonna say Wales doing the the best thing for Welsh, the Welsh teams and squad in their eyes. And I've said this before. The best thing to do, right, is you've got to have 70 caps for your region. right? And if it doesn't work out for your region, then you're free to go and, and pursue your career elsewhere. Because that's when you can become a better player. Not when you get 70 caps for Wales. That's just so stupid. It is the most stupid rule that I've ever heard. <laughs> I do think there's some sense in that because there are late bloomers who don't, or, or people who are in a position where there's a lot of competition, yeah, and don't yeah. don't get the exposure at international level to the same degree. But they might have put in ten really grafted exactly with their yeah. region, and and yeah, you're you're punishing them. Yeah, Reese Webb's been at Ospreys for ten years. It yeah. should be like five years or seventy appearances. And if the national team haven't picked you up by by then, you're free to leave. Yeah, I I think there's something in that. There you go. I do. Um, while we're on Bath, should we talk about the story that's been confirmed today that Matt Banahan will be joining Gloucester? Oh, go on then. Uh, this has been rumoured for a while. Yeah. Uh, is it much of a story? I mean, well, do you no, rate uh, banners? Well, well, no, I'm saying from... So, what was interesting is reading a lot of the comments around the story from... So, th- there's quite a lot of Bath fans who are very understandably very sentimental really love the guy and think he's earned a contract for his years of service and equally there was a number of Gloucester fans who were saying I don't know if I want to spend a load of money on this guy because exactly we've got we've got Thorley Purdy um coming through what's going to happen to to these guys and have we just spent more than we need to when on an area that we don't we don't need to spend it on, so I'm I'm a, I'm quite interested to hear what you guys think about the move overall. Firstly, I, th- I think it's quite interesting to think about the the whole concept of loyalty and sentimentality in professional rugby because I think there are clubs you could argue have been a bit too loyal and a bit too sentimental over players that have had long careers there. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm completely with you from the Gloucester point of view, which is why are we spending this money? They've got a good academy. They've got a set of backs who all do something a little bit special, whether it be someone like Woodward or Trinder or Atkinson. Twelve trees, Sharples. Yeah, Sharples, a great example. So why, why, why get get this guy in? Um, in terms of loyalty, not really. I'm not really. I'm not really convinced that's an overriding um, priority. For these lads now because it's a you know it is a short you know, short career uh yeah i don't think that particularly matters oh no i i agree with you however it's interesting reading a lot of upset bath fans and a lot of people have the have the kind of sentiment that they're saying 
Banners has been here for years. He's he's part of the club. He's earned uh, he, he's earned to get a good final contract. I can't believe we're not stumping up the cash. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, uh, thinking about it, he's not the sort of player that I would sign. I wouldn't be excited if he was coming to I don't know Treviso, uh, but uh, <laughs> for them, he has been really good. I mean, every time they need someone to play at twelve, he'll play there, or fifteen, he can play there, or anywhere across the back line, and he does a good job too. So I, I guess he'll be missed from that point of view. And also, for, you know, from everything that I've heard, he's a pretty decent bloke too. So, yeah, may, maybe it'd be worth keeping him about. But if the money's not right, it's not right. Well, I think that's basically what it comes down to. Understandably, he, he's identified this might be his final contract. So he needs to look after his family. He's got young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a good bloke as well. Um, but So I can understand from his point of view, he needs to... Did, did you interview him? Yeah, yeah, I did a feature with him. Um, That's right, you did, didn't you? Really, really nice guy. Um, but I, I think there's a... Yeah, I think it, is, it has come down to money, and I think he needs to get the best deal he can, and Bath didn't see it was value. And my, I guess to guess that's my point. That's professional sport now. Absolutely. And sentimentality and loyalty don't don't really figure anymore, and probably shouldn't. Mm. Yeah, completely Sad, sad as that is. Phil? The bit I'm surprised about is that he's only moving to Gloucester. As in, you've, you've mentioned some of the real talented outside backs that Gloucester have, some of the young ones and some of the more experienced ones. Uh, I'm not sure they need him, which is why I'm surprised he's being offered significantly more to move 50 miles up the road yeah. from Bath to, or it might be the length to of, King's Home. It might be the length of the deal that he's been offered. Ah, it, it could, could be. be that. Yeah, that makes it, sense. It might be. What... It does. It, it seems to me that the most sensible option for all three of the, the stakeholders here, Gloucester, Bath, and Banners, would be for him to go to France. He'd fit in beautifully with he the would, way actually. they play in France. Montpellier. Some teams in particular. Mon- Montpellier, great. Yeah. Montpellier, uh, Clermont, La Rochelle would certainly get the best out of him. Yeah. Playing that big offloading game with powerful runners coming through. So, uh, yeah, that would have se- seemed like the most. Well, just the best fit all round. So I, I am I'm surprised, but he's he's a good player, and I've, I've kind of always thought he's a, a good, is this dangerous player, and he always gives a hundred percent. So it it will end up being a good move for him and Gloucester, but uh, yeah, surprising. So is this move as controversial as maybe Barkley, or uh, or as controversial as Tyndall? Atwood also mm. made, made. Oh no, you made the reverse move. Yes, but yeah, same, same principle. Uh, uh, the the others the others were quite a bit younger, weren't they, when they moved? I think I've got a feeling. Tyndall think... was already a World Cup. No, he wasn't a World Cup winner by that point, was he? I think he I mean, was. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So I, I think Tyndall would have been slightly bigger, and also they were bigger. They were bigger names in in the world of rugby too, weren't they? That's true. So yeah. Tyndall moved in 2005 when he was 27, but of the World Cup at that point. So yeah, Tyndall was probably bigger. I'd say definitely bigger because he was still in the England team for six years after that. Yeah, and now what, what is he, Lord of Gloucester? He's got Something such. Like that, a, he's yeah. like one of the one of the royals with all the perks and none of the responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, still gets to use a quad bike around a stately home. 
<laughs> like a like a doesn't, doesn't have to open a supermarket. Like a Chav lottery winner. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, should I talk about my little rumor that I've kind of been investigating today? Well, no, just before you do that, let me wrap up because if you oh, heard, yeah, have, have, no, have you heard who Bath are going to be replacing banners with? Oh no, I haven't. And this for me would make if I was a Bath fan would make me go, oh no, I'm alright. That's okay. I'm fine with him going. Joe Cock and a Seager. Why? Why? Interesting. So this has been a mystery to me. Uh, I got into it with some London Irish fans on f- fans on Twitter. All very uh, nice spirited, but um, I was saying that I don't think Joe Cockney Singer even looks like a Premiership player, let alone an international at the moment. Uh, to which I was told, absolutely not. He's a very good player. So we looked. I looked at the numbers. Alex Lewington has had more meters in a single game twice then Cogner Singer has managed to make all year. Uh, I'm watching him in defence. Uh, he looks in, he looks uncertain. But most, most dam- damning of all, when he has the ball in his hands, he seems to take an age to decide what he's going to do next. So, you know, all the talk about Joe Cogner Singer going to England is fine and dandy. Someone even suggested on Twitter that they move him to 13 to show up Irish's defence. Well, that's, that's complete nonsense. Um, in my mind, he's got a long way to go until he's a proper pre- premiership force. So, of the two of them, I think I'd keep, at the moment, I'd keep banners. Well, all I know about this is it means that potentially if that happens, then I'm going to be uh, dusting off the London Irish West phrase a little bit more. Yep. Because it is it is ridiculous <laughs> the number of, the amount of academy players at Irish Bath have plundered. Um, Tom Homer, Max Laheef, Jonathan Joseph, Anthony Watson, Matt Garvey. Matthew Banahan himself. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and there's there's others as well. Matthew Banahan came as a second. He was he was a lock, and yeah. he, he was left. He was let go by Irish. Um, if you ask uh, Glenn Delaney about that, he'll tell you that he thinks that they would have they would have won the Premiership the next year if they managed to keep that squad together. Huh. Uh, well, list, listing half of Bath's team as former London Irish players, and then there's guys like um, Gibson. Marlon Yard, who also left that academy. Yeah. Jamie Cor- Gibson. Corbisiero. Yeah. Corbisiero. Corbisiero. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely loads of them. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, London uh, London Irish West warming up for Cockney Singer, no, possibly. Are you impressed with the Cockney Singer signing? Um, well, it isn't a signing at the minute. It's just a rumour. Oh, right. Okay. If they sign him. Uh, if they replace Banners with him. I I like that move because he's not ne- he's not going to be necessarily an, a st- an out-and-out starter. There mm. are other players there who can take the workload assuming everyone gets fit eventually um but yeah i think he's clearly got incredible physical attributes and he much like banahan had when he was 20 or 19 years of age yeah he the one thing he's got going from his is he's a magnificent specimen but uh just a lot more learning to go i'd get very excited if the name that we was uh, that we were going to sign was alex lewington let's put it that way he was a genuine out and out Awesome Premiership player. Well, as we've said on the podcast before, mm. rumor there is Saracens. So yeah, has anything moved on that? Was that no? But um, uh, that's that's very it, well. I, I don't know what's going on, but that would be a very Saraceny way to do it. To not to be very careful with who you tell and what you tell, not react to stuff on social media, and so the story goes away, and then you can do it at the time that's right for both clubs. Yeah. Right. I'm going to talk. Yes. Okay, so, so a few weird things have happened today. And I keep getting message, messaged on, on, on Twitter about Leicester. 
So, uh, it sounds to me, right, when you listen to this podcast, it's probably going to be 8.30 now and you're on your morning morning commute. At this point, the Leicester Tigers players are definitely having a meeting at 8.30, right? Mon- uh, on Monday morning, Monday the 8th morning. of January. Yeah. yeah. I am led to believe that this is to do with drastic coaching changes, but I don't know what. I also am led to believe that the this meeting will not be led by Matt O'Connor, but instead Peter Tom, who is the chairman of Leicester Tigers, which indicates to me that it could be something to do with Ma- with Matt O'Connor. If it isn't something to do with Matt O'Connor, I Matt O'Connor's... By the way, if he got fired, I think it would be the most stupid move that I've I've, I've ever seen in rugby, maybe... Since we've been do- since we've been doing this this podcast, since uh, uh, Matt O'Connor first got appointed, you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at least that sort of made sense. You had two squabbling coaches; they weren't doing too well. So the board said, "Right, none of you can have the job. You're you're both gone." I, I got that. I didn't think it was a terrible decision. I mean, I, d- I don't think I did it myself, but it wasn't a terrible decision to then go back on yourself and then fire the guy who you replaced those two with. That's questionable. So, are we saying we think it's going to be Matt O'Connor going, or we think other changes are going to be happening? I think other changes. I think that they'll be reshuffling their coaching staff tomorrow. And I think it'll be Matt O'Connor appointing his own people, I would say. Now, there is another angle to this as well, is they've got someone on staff who they really, really like, allegedly who's also been offered a DOR role at a different club, that being Jordan Murphy. Jordan Murphy. So do they, yeah. maybe they want to turn it over to Jordan Murphy. Maybe they don't need, well, yeah, maybe they don't need to go through a big recruitment process because Jordan Murphy will just take over the team and that will be that. Does that not feel exactly like, like Major Aaron Major? Yeah, he's our interim guy, just so they can put him under the microscope a bit, a little bit and have a look. Who knows, who knows. But something is definitely going on tomorrow at Leicester at 8.30. There's something happening mm. there. Well, so firstly, in terms of timing, it might seem odd to say, oh, this is weird to happen mid-season, but actually if you were going to do something in the season, you have to pull the trigger now because it's a month until their next Premiership game. There's Anglo-Welsh Cup weeks and there are two weeks of Europe, which is a competition they are already effectively out of. Yeah. So they've got a month sort us out if there are changes they have a month as for the actual change well let's 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 play out the scenario where matt o'connor is let go um i don't like that at all no me neither and also i mean bear in mind i've not i mean phil you're in the corporate world I mean, JB, <laughs> you're also in a corporate world. I suppose I am kind of there are elements Mate, of... you're the biggest corporate shill- you get paid by murdoch <laughs> Uh, anyway um yeah so my understanding of the role of a ceo is they plot the course and then their kind of job is to set the direction and to pick the right people to execute that vision that's pretty much the job of a ceo am Mm. i right yeah pretty much they're running the company yeah all I'm saying is it's not a good look for a CEO to change a DOR this many times. I completely agree. 
And, uh, you know, look, I don't know Simon Cohen. I've never interviewed him. Um, I only know what I know of him through, you know, read, uh, reading the press and all the sources that everyone else has. But I, I do wonder if, if he's the right guy. Because his background is actually a, uh, um, as, an, as an agent. So part of me thinks that when they're doing their signings and, you know, whereas, say, Sale, you know, it, it, you know goes through Steve Diamond or uh, which uh, some other premiership club, it goes through the coaches. I wonder if, as, with his ex-agency background, if he's doing basically almost a director of rugby's job. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and to get rid of three coaches, what, less than, in less than 12 months, may, may, uh, maybe? It's not... It would be... So if, if Matt O'Connor goes and someone else takes over, it will be four coaches in just over 12 months. That's a, that is staggering. That's stag- yeah. uh, staggering. I mean, I think at this point... If I get rid of the CEO, and I'd probably get rid of most of the board as well. <laughs> I, I would. I, I think they've got to go. I mean, maybe the guys who you know, the commercial guy who sells you know sells the t-shirts, he he can stay. But anyone on the rugby side has all just got to be cl- cleared out, or anyone involved with appointments has got to be cleared out, and they've got to start again. If this is the case, and it might not be, and we might be talking absolute nonsense. Let's wait and see. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be very very interesting to see what this announcement is. It could just be a clear the air meeting, like saying, we've got a month and we really we need to have it all out and be really honest. It's like the, one of those times where some companies that aren't working get consultants in and and thrash it out and work through it. Maybe it's as simple as that. We yeah. don't know. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Because it's, it's certainly f- from, the, from the rumblings you're getting, it sounds like there's stuff happening. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yep. Right, so that's la- also oh, hang on. So by Monday morning, Leicester will be the new Northampton. Those clubs love to compete, <laughs> don't, don't they? <laughs> hey, Northampton unbeaten in 2018. That's right. <laughs> hey, decent win to grind out as well. Very decent win. Uh, they looked like they'd win the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, it meant a huge amount, didn't it? Um, if you were a Gloucester fan. I'd feel a bit aggrieved because I think the final decision, I thought the ref had a generally a good game. I thought mm. the final decision probably wasn't right. Not least of all because he sent off the wrong player. He did, which, um, which cost me fancy rugby draft points, oh, by no. the way. Disaster. It should have been 12 trees. Yeah. Why, what was the offence? Uh, collapse in the mall. Yeah. Oh, 12 trees. And it had already classic by 12 the time trees. that Simmons... Yeah, classic 12 trees. Uh, but got away with it. Um... And I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was a deliberate collapse. Uh, I think it kind of collapsed under its own weight, and then there was definitely a double movement by it gave it, it Hayward. It did give a, a get out for the for the decision on Hayward, didn't it? It did because they were so on about their fifth, they were on about their fifteenth replay when the ref said it was. All, I'm not suggesting for a minute this is what happened, but it, but you would you could imagine a scenario where the ref went. I've just spotted something else. Thank God, I don't have to make this call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the the baying Franklin's gra- yeah. Franklin's Gardens crowd. He were cheering uh, the try every single time on the replay. Yeah, so, <laughs> I know. So the danger uh, for Gloucester, right, is that this is exactly the sort of game which I expected them to lose. In fact, I, yeah. this, is, this is a very 2016-17 Gloucester yeah result. Like they've done so well so far, uh, and then it's just you know they need to, if they are a serious top four team. And do we think they are a serious top four, four team? Uh, I think I think they are this season. 
I think they're seriously competing. I think they should definitely be top six. And the last game of the season, they should have a shot at top four. Uh, I, I don't see it that way. I think they're a six, seven, eighth team. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Tim. Okay. I, I think that's how, I, that's how I saw them at the start of the season. They, they, might, they might squeeze sixth place, but it'll be that they'll have a shot at sixth place on the last day of the season rather than a shot at fourth. Yeah, they're, they're very buccaneering. Uh, let's let's yeah. put, let's put it that way. It's a good word to describe them. Um, but they're but they're fragile. So yeah, I'm with you. I think sixth place is where they'd be looking looking at. Sell Sharks, however, uh, just looking <laughs> at the table now, one below Newcastle, um, battered Bath, battered Gloucester um, ahead of them. I've got a serious, serious inkling that they're going to be pushing for top four. Although, and again, devastated for my fantasy rugby draft team, AJ McGinty could have a season-ending injury. Yeah, sounds like it yeah. might be an ACL. And he's playing some good stuff as he's well. He's playing brilliant rugby. He's forced James O'Connor to 15, which has forced Mike Haley to the bench, Yeah, and, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that? You know, at the start of the season, you've got Wonder Kid, um, James O'Connor showing up, uh, and he can't actually get in the team in the position that he's signed and paid so handsomely to play. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be really, really bad if uh, AJ has got a well, uh, ACL or a broken leg. I think it's a suspected broken leg when he came off. Well, the rumour is that, that Steve Diamond is already talking about signing another 10 for the end of the season. Um, again, you go back to that list of Quade Cooper, Matt Gitto, Beaver. Mm. There's no one on... Oh, Matt Gitto. G- Matt Gitto to sale. Say. You can see that happening. Like... I could see that happening. Yeah, I could have. Yeah. Thought. It'd have to be for big money. And he's he's touted around big money offers for a few people or there's been threats. I mean, Sonny Bill Williams was talking... Yeah, yeah, they made there was talk of him signing... So but, Sonny Bill Williams' money gets you virtually any other player as well because he's such a star name, such a star draw. Well, let, We'd Don, love to show Matt around Manchester. I hap, uh, happily <laughs> do so. Uh, Don Barrow is allegedly going to move yeah. to um, uh, sale any day now, and that could ha- yeah, that's that's a mid another mid season transfer. I don't like him, you know. I really no, this don't is like changing, him. isn't it? Huh? Things are changing. Yeah, I don't like my mid-season transfers in general. I think they're very they're very expensive. You don't get the player that you want. You get the player that is available. And I think what made Sale in particular fairly good over the last few few years is the fact that they were able to blood young players. Now, if you're just bringing in Don Barrow and Matt Gitto and, and so on and so forth, are you going to still be blooding as many young players as you should be? They're so short at lock. Lock and prop, they're... Desperately short. Uh, Will Griff John is doing yeah. all right. Yeah, you are right. They are. They they need another prop. They need another lock. But I've not seen George not play really all all season. Uh, Beaumont's coming back from injury, so you know they do have guys there. But yeah, you are mm. right. They could do with a bit more reinforcement. But back in the day when they couldn't afford any more reinforcements, what would they do? They they go and find them, or or better still, they go and make them. Well. Should we should we mention the team that you talked about who are in sixth currently uh, after a, a famous victory beating the champions at home? Yeah. What a result. Yeah. And have you seen Sonotti Sonotti's try? Mate, I thought it, oh, I yes. thought it was a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's that was in, amazing, wasn't it? It's incredible. It's incredible. I've not seen anything like it. <laughs> It's like a computer game or, yeah, fair play. To drop the shoulder and, they, and make James Short look like yeah. a, 
Adam Jones on lost out there on the wing um, when he should be in the in in the middle of a ruck. Just that's James Short. Yeah, <laughs> he's always having shorts of gas, is he? No, importantly, I didn't see this game. I did see some of the highlights. Um, did Gary Graham play? Yes, Gary Graham. Watch. Tell me about. Tell but, me about him. He got injured after uh, thirty-four minutes, oh, thirty-five that's minutes. The great white hope of English rugby. Uh, yeah. So I've been looking him up. I've really tried my hardest to find anything that I could about Gary Graham. So far, all I can really obtain is. He's six foot two. He's seventeen stone. So basically, he's the same size as maybe a plumber or a uh, joiner. And <laughs> it's a fairly hefty plumber or joiner. Yeah, I, I mean, guess different distribution of weight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your a scaffolder. I, I tell you what, I bet he's about the same size as most scaffolders because they are big blokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it, really. Apparently, he's good on the beers. Very good on the beers. <laughs> he played up at Car- uh, yeah. up at Carlisle and in Jersey, and uh, people have played with him both in both places. Say that he's a uh, he's good in that in that regard. The one comparison that some Newcastle fans I've seen, and some journalists that do know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. of uh, the comparison that they've not drawn, the Wales online then. No, <laughs> definitely not. The comparison <laughs> that I've seen drawn about Gary Graham is that he is he's very reminiscent of Chris Robshaw in the way he plays. <laughs> So, so I wonder if actually Eddie's just gone. Well, I know Chris is my man. Uh, he's there. I just need a carbon copy of him. And there's no one that's quite right. Haskell's not the same, and so and so's not the same. Gary Graham, he could be the same. I've got a year and a half but to work has, with him. But like Robshaw's six foot four. Uh, no, I don't think Robshaw's six foot four. I think he is. I've stood next to him, and I've stood next to him and interviewed him a, a bunch of times giving him Man of the Match awards and things like that and I'm, I'm the same height as Chris Robshaw I always thought he was, he was quite tall 6'2", 6'3 6'2", 6'2", 16.5 stone so Robshaw listed us really? so he's built like a scaffolder too yeah basically yeah I was thinking about Chris Robshaw while I was watching the the highlights of Sale Harlequin I thought he's much bigger than does, that you know. does, does Robshaw have any single attribute where he is outstanding at other than perhaps work rate. Nice guy. <laughs> uh, I would say... Oh, but no, outstanding. He's very, very good at handling. He is good at handling, actually. Yeah, that's probably... He's a very competent handler for a back rower. But he's not, he's not outstanding, like the best... No. Up there in the best of the world. Uh, possibly. Do you know what? Uh, ironically, bearing in mind the 2015 World Cup, I was going to say decision making he's very he doesn't make many errors mm. he, he might yeah. not he might not do anything glamorous but he rarely makes errors so like decisions in the game not captaincy decisions and uh, he's pretty flawless do you know what his middle names are christopher okay so if if i was christopher robshaw i'd say something with a j like no. J- J- james mm. christopher james he's got two uh, one of so no it's not james maybe he's named after uh, I can. Um, he likes his coffee. This could be a coffee brand, I guess. It's a bit unusual. Uh, hmm. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't know. I have no idea. Christopher Dennis checks out so far. Nice. Yankel. <laughs> wow. Y a n k e l Robshaw. Y a n k e l Yankel coffee has a has a ring to it. 
That sounds Jewish, perhaps, or something. Yankel. It does sound Jewish. That's a Google uh, Yankel. Now, this is top podcasting, boys. <laughs> Let's have a look. Yankel is... A brand of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Yiddish. There you go. Oh, yeah, origi- origin Yiddish. Uh, Yiddish diminutive of Jacob. Wow. That's odd. Interesting. More Chris Robshaw facts next week. <laughs> <laughs> but Newcastle, Sinotti, Sinotti, if you haven't seen the video of his try, oh my word, it's spectacular. Yes. And with Gonover on the wings as well, they have got quite possibly on their gate, on their day anyway, the most potent wingers in the Premiership. Yeah. Now, I was reading, uh, I think it was the Times this week, actually, and there was some, I guess it was an interview, or one of the correspondents was talking to Eddie Jones, and they came back with a phrase, and this is going to bug me now, this is going to be up there with line speed and aggression, um, test match animal, which I think is an absolute nonsense phrase. So, allegedly, according to this article, um, Eddie Jones has basically rubbished a, hand, a load of players who we would say are quite good, because they're not considered a test match animal. And that's re- the reason that Gary Graham has showed up, because he thinks he can, that Gary Graham can be a test match animal. I saw this, it was in the Telegraph on Monday. Was it Telegraph? Yeah. I thought it was a bit... Bu- Do you not think it's a bu- that's a bizarre concept? So, I understand the concept of people stepping up to the plate uh, and people performing better when they play test matches. Look at Dylan Hartley. Yeah. Look at someone like um, Josh Navidi, actually. Yes, who you'd say is a good club, solid club player, but I never expect him to do anything special in a Wales shirt. But the games I've seen him play, he's been outstanding. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned Josh Navidi because he's the exact example of someone I'd use to counter your point, which is a real, really? yeah, a real solid club player. And once you give a club player the opportunity to play at a high level, they raise their game. Uh, yeah, well, that that's kind of the point that I was making yeah. about the Test match animal. That's what I see a test match animal as. But like to disregard people like Armand and Good and people like that, I, I I just don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, how would they know I that don't... they're not the right temperament? I mean, you can, you know with Good, I guess, because you played him, and that, you know that's his opinion. But all these other lads up and down the Premiership, they can't just say, "Yeah, you're not a test match animal." What does that even mean? Yeah, yeah, without actually testing someone, without actually throwing Don Armand into uh, a Six Nations game against Wales or Ireland yeah. or an Autumn International against Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. How do you know? Exactly. And then how does he know that this guy up in Newcastle, the scaffolder, um, played, yeah, is a test match animal? Yeah, I don't know. Well, on, on know. that one, I suppose that Eddie Jones does have a track record of pulling players into a squad and then disregarding them and never, ever using them again. Tamar Harrison. Yeah. Tamar Harrison, uh, Christy Wade. Luther Burrell. Big Luth. Poor Big Luth. He's, he's done that to, to quite a few guys. Yeah, it is it's an interesting concept, I just, which I kind of... I, I mean, I'm just imagining Eddie Jones and people that operate on this level watching a game like uh, Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind with like numbers and equations just in front of their head, just working stuff out on I mean, the fly as they watch players. I guess it is ob- an obvious statement to say that the best paid coach in the world sees rugby slightly different to what I, you know, to how I see it. <laughs> um, I, but I, I just love to know what he's looking for and what he's watching and how he m- just comes to the decision that the guy who's only had a handful of starts gets in the, in- in the England squad. Whereas... 
you know, you can watch Don Armand and somehow think he isn't up to it or he can't do a job for you. It's almost like I don't yeah. want to believe that that there isn't a, that there shouldn't be a direct translation between consistent, exceptional performance in the Premiership and European Cup and transitioning that to international rugby. I kind of I don't want to believe that 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 link isn't there. Yeah, and I I don't think it is anymore. That's I, I'm with you. I, I don't think it. But can you believe it? After all this chat, so far it's one nil Gary Graham against Do- Donald Armand. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, just just in the Newcastle Exeter game, um, and a fantastic win for Newcastle. Uh, Exeter didn't even get a losing bonus point, unfortunately. Ollie Woodburn, someone who again, yeah. uh, what a try he scored too. Mm. Oh, good on both He's sides of the player. ball. And I was I yeah. was just coming up with a list of players who would make a Wales squad that are nowhere near an England squad on the wing. Uh, Josh uh, Adams. Yeah. Well, no. He, well, no. He's yeah. well. He's he's Welsh. So Ollie Woodburn. Yeah, Christian Wade. Yeah, Alex Lewington. Yeah, Charlie Walker. Yeah, um, Marcus Watson. Yeah, yep. Josh Bassett. Just list everyone. List everyone who is English. <laughs> Josh Bassett, James Short. List everyone who's yep. English from yep. the Premiership and the Championship, and you've got your answer. Is that, that that's yeah. set? That's seven currently. Um, which th- then you probably just add George North and um, Tom Brady. What's his face? Tom Brady, um, <laughs> Tom Collins, no, from his from his early season form, Nathan yeah. Earl, he's not not playing. Nathan Earl would hundred percent get into the. Uh, yeah, he probably would. The, the team. He Mar- is in the latest England squad. Oh, he is, isn't he? Mar- Marland Yard, but I wouldn't. Marland Yard, yeah. Denny would get in. D- Denny is in. D- Denny's in the latest England squad. Oh right, okay. Because well. uh, uh, right right now. Uh, Daly and Noel are both injured right now. Yeah, like, I am a big Denny Salomona fan. Big one. But he's not Ollie Woodburn. Yeah, he's not got the all-round game and he's got some fundamental weaknesses that we spoke about before. Uh, so, so all you do is pick a big winger who can jump opposite him and just kick to him. Now... I had this thought. Oh, this is one of those thoughts that I have, you know, during the week, and I don't, I forget to write it down, but I have remembered it. Thankfully, <laughs> do you think this would be an interesting concept? So the clubs want more money, yeah, yeah, yeah. The interna- the international squad wants more time together and extra games. So if only we could combine those two needs, we might have a winner. What if the Premiership champions? Played an England team to warm up before the before the summer tour. Hmm. Well, that would that would spoil the mega knees up and all those Instagram stories of Henry Slade absolutely battered. That w- yes, maybe. <laughs> but wouldn't it be good? And also, <laughs> do you think the Premiership champions could beat England? Hmm. So could Exeter. Now, it- I, I, yeah. I have an answer for this because I've thought it through. So it would be in England without the contribution from the Premiership champions. Correct. Which, which when it's Exeter, not too big a deal. Yeah. When it's Saracens, it's pretty massive. That's exactly what I was thinking. So, yeah. So if Saracens were to win it, I think they would beat England because they take yeah, all, I, all, all the best players. If Exeter agreed. won it, there would probably be less of a chance... Because they contribute hardly any players. Jack Noll would be missing. What if 
What if Sale win it? Oh, they, England will have no chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. I think. Would you go and watch that game? Would you be excited for it? Only as much as I'd go and watch like uh, England XV versus the Barbarians. I think it's better than a Barbarians game, but not quite up there with a Test match game. Yeah. And the last thing you need to do is add more games into the season. Yeah, but this is a worthwhile one. I think this would be a real fixture. <laughs> yeah, but you're thinking from a player's point of view, Phil. We want to see more games. We're fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do like, every time I think about the um, the Pro 14 now with the two leagues and you play more derbies, but you drop, uh, I think it's just one game drops out of the season. That makes sense. Mm. Drop Drop a couple of games out, get a couple more derbies in. Win-win for me. Mm. Yeah, the, particularly in the Pro 14, the derbies are the ones that um, away fans travel to. They're the only ones that away fans can really travel to. Yeah, that so is you true. get bigger attendances for more games, uh, and you have a little bit less wear and tear for the players. Uh, I got invited to the Treviso game with some Bath fans. Mm. Sadly, I can't go. Yeah. Right, uh, what next? Shall we do some uh, Shall we do some predictions? Yeah, let's do that. So just just very briefly rattling around, uh, Le- Leicester lethargically... Um, oh. oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah, Leicester just lethargically and narrowly got a win over London Irish. Um, what else have yeah. you mentioned? That was it really, wasn't it? Of the, of the Prem, the Avicii? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we spoke about all the rest. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, so yeah, a massive weekend of European rugby. It's a whole month till we get back to the Premiership. Yeah, so um, we might as well just revel in um, in the European rugby. So I reckon, because it's, it's finally balanced before these final two rounds of matches, yeah. we should just go pool by pool and just summarise where we are. Because some, some have got things on a knife edge with three teams could qualify and some it's pretty much done and dusted. Yes. Um, well, very few it's done and dusted, but anyway. Yeah, make sure you've got a pick, a pick of the week. Okay. Right. Go for it. So, pull one. We have got... Uh, this is La Rochelle with 15 points, Ulster with 13, Wasps with 10, and Quinns with 2 already out. Uh, and the fixtures are... It's Wasps, Quinns, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it Quinns, Wasps? Quinns, Wasps. Quinns, Wasps. Yeah. Um, a depleted Wasps, Quinns with nothing but pride to play for and throwing a spanner in the works... Against their fellow English team, how do you see that one going? 
Wasps win, I imagine. I can't see a strong yeah. Harlequins team coming out for this. Weirdly, even though they are depleted Wasps, they still have a good shot of going through. Yeah. And they'll if they get five points here, they then host Ulster in the final game, probably knowing that a win will take them through. Yeah, mm. and they, so, ha- they have I, they have rested a few players, as we mentioned, Launchbury sat this week out. So yeah, give me Wasps for that one. Yeah, I hope, hope little Jimmy's back, because they could have an issue in the centres. Um, and then Ulster host La Rochelle. Hold on. Or is it La Rochelle host yeah. Ulster? Yeah, no, it's Ulster hosting La nope. Rochelle. At the Kingspan, so, um, which I am nervous about. Yeah. Uh, so if, if, Ulster, if Ulster win, it's all in our hands. Because we and so if Ulster win, we go top of the league. We know that probably two points against Wasps uh, will see us through. That's hell of an achievement for Ulster. It would be. It it really would be. But so uh, La Rochelle lost at Wasps, but they played uh, a mixed bag of a team. Yeah, and lost. Uh, it was a fairly comfortable win in the end for Wasps. I don't think they'll make that mistake again. Yeah, I think they'll play their strongest team, and their strongest team on the day can beat almost anyone. Yeah, so, for the record, you're, you're not winning. Yeah. Uh, La Rochelle by 20. I'd hate to say, yeah. I'd hate to say put money on Ulster win. I just can't do that in good faith. So, right. <laughs> uh, give me La Rochelle. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go La Rochelle as well, which will mean La Rochelle would, if that happens, would be topping the pool with either 19 or 20 points and as we as we have it wasps sitting on 14 or 15 points hoping to well going down to the final weekend um pool two is claremont on 18 ospreys on 13 saracens on 11 northampton one point the fewest points in the competition uh and um what a mess saracens travel to ospreys i think ospreys are gonna give them a bit of a bit of a hard time, actually. Uh, Saracens will win it, but not by much. Saracens win by seven. Did you think they'll get the bonus yeah, that... point? I don't. I, c- I could go with the four. I could go with that for Saracens as well. I just they don't. Yeah, they had a bit of a nightmare, didn't they, against Scarlets last year in Wales? Osprey scored four tries against them in um, at the uh, Alliance or whatever it's called. Alliance. Alliance. Um yeah, yeah. Uh narrow Saracens win. And uh Claremont's get turned over by Northampton. Yeah, our game of the week. Uh, Claremont North no, it's not. <laughs> uh, so Claremont <laughs> after round five, we're saying Claremont will be already qualified, probably a home quarter final well no, a home quarter final as well, uh with twenty three points after a five five point maximum win against Northampton and um Saracens will squeeze a win past Ospreys, which will put them on fifteen points, and they'll have they'll have Northampton in their final game. So, so I think Saracens will be still be confident in qualifying. Yep. Uh, Paul three. Now, well, just one thing to mention about Claremont. Uh, so they have got a huge amount of in- injuries. They do uh, at the moment. Um, they've played uh, Racing Metro. They kicked off at eight o'clock tonight, and they lost fifty eight six. What? <laughs> Because they, it was in Paris, but it looks like they've rested, uh, I'd say, at least half their team. So they will have a fresh team, albeit one on the back. Um, 
I mean, even if you don't put out your full team, right? Even if you don't do that, even if you have like a mixed team, that has to like give your team, your whole club, a huge psychological knock. So I think they'll just uh, ignore it because it was, uh, yeah, certainly not a strongest team. It includes uh, Paselli Yato, the exquisite uh, open side flanker, mm-hmm. playing in the centres for the whole game. Um, Does it? Did yeah? Oh wow! Yeah, but that's all the rage in uh, France now. It is with these Fijian. Yeah, uh, La Rochelle do it. It was just, just, cop- just copying Big Stew and uh, and Mike Ford and Sam Burgess. That's all they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> so wise, the genius. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So that's but, how we, yeah. that's how we see that pull three. Then has. Exeter hosting Montpellier. They got that famous uh, win in Montpellier. Exeter win, Leinster win. Let's move on. So yeah, so the pool is currently well, the call is pool is currently Leinster on eighteen points, Montpellier on thirteen, Exeter on nine, Glasgow out of it on two. So, so I th- I think Exeter Montpellier needs to be the game of the week. Hundred percent. I was thinking possibly the the pool fi- the one in pool five, but I'm happy to go with you on that one. Uh, the Bath Scarlets, because uh, that, that is the pool where... Oh, that is a good Yeah, pool, maybe. ...where three teams can qualify first. Yeah, that's true. So it's a, okay, that's, it's a huge That's weekend. the Friday night game, isn't good, it? Uh, okay, no. let's do that. How about this, Tim? Tell everyone about Leo Vegas, and we'll do them both. All right. <laughs> Leo Vegas uh, is... Uh, well, it's, it's the best place to go to add to your rugby match day excitement. It's uh, a betting site i don't know why i've lost the ability to speak i have uh, as well leovegas.com and the mobile app leo vegas uh, for the widest range of rugby bets they really know their rugby you'll see them plastered on the back of the leicester tigers shorts they're partners with them they're partners with us they love rugby and they've got the best range of bets out there and we totally believe in them which is why we're telling you about them we 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 carefully select who we work with i don't we we love leo vegas <laughs> bet responsibly over 18s only leovegas.com our games of the week are Exeter hosting Montpellier. Exeter four points behind Montpellier as it stands, and Exeter could go through potentially as a best runner-up, potentially. But you think I, I, I'm Exeter have to get full five points here, right? Otherwise, they can't really do it. Yeah, basically, Pre- pretty much. Yeah, I think they they stand a chance if they do, if they get four points, but anything less than a win, and they're pretty much out of it. I think they are out of it if there's anything. They, they won't get a best runner-up. I think they get the bonus point. I think they've got to get five points. Montpellier, though, they've got everything to play for on 13. They can still technically top the pool. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they can. Yeah, and they can go to... Because they've still got to play Leinster as well. So... I think Exeter are going to do it. I think they're going to get the five points. Yeah, agreed. I think you're probably right. And they they did... Too good, they too still well had a coached. very good team out, but they did rest a few players for the Newcastle game. And at home in Europe, it's, yeah, 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 uh, it's excellent. And then the Leinster Glasgow match, Leinster, we'll go Leinster's way. Yeah, good opportunity for Glasgow to rest a few players as well. So we're, which will put Leinster probably already with a home quarter final. Yeah. 
Probably. And, uh, well, no, uh, if it goes the way we're saying, Leinster will have a home court final and um, Exeter could potentially sneak through as a best, run- uh, best runner-up in the final game. Pool four uh, is Munster, Rassing, Castra and Leicester. M- Munster top the pool at the moment with 15 points, Rassing with 11, Castra with 7 and Leicester with 6. The games, I've, I've forgotten the fixtures here. So, Rassing hosts Munster, 3.15pm on the Sunday. Yep. Ooh, that's an interesting game. Uh, and then cast cast host Leicester in the final game on the Sunday, five thirty kickoff. That could be interesting for everything that's going on off the field. I... Mm. Just because well, they got so battered at Welford Road, and that seems to be the high point of Leicester all this season. I don't think they'll that they've done anything even remotely close to that since. Uh, cast are a big team, they're a proud team, and at home, I don't think that they'll uh, fall for the same trick twice. Yeah, they, I think Castro can afford to just go out and then roll over next week, drop mm. drop all their players ready for a top four team match. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I can see. Now I'm going to go Leicester sneaking it away, but sneaking it just Leicester with no coaches sneak sneak it. <laughs> Philip, <laughs> now Cast Cast are in fourth place in the top fourteen. They're actually playing some good rugby this season, so I think Cast at home. They've not really got a chance of qualifying, or they haven't got a chance of qualifying, but they'll have a bit of pride at home and then roll over away. So, give me cast. Right, and into Pool 5, where this is set up so interestingly. Pool 5, after four games, Bath topped the pool on 13 points, Mm -hmm. on points difference from Toulon, also on 13 points. One point ahead of Scarlet's in third place on 12 points. Uh, And then the mighty Benetton... Well, I'll tell you what, down there with three points. As seasons go, I mean, they've been Benetton have been so unlucky. They they nearly turned over Scarlets, very nearly. They nearly turned over to Toulon. Last minute kick saw 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 Toulon through. Just think how different it could have been. Yeah, and also Bath didn't get the bonus point against them, which they thought you know in, in previous years that was an absolute give me. So um, at the wreck, yeah, at the wreck, yeah. Now, um, do I think that Toulon are, are going to struggle against Benetton this week? Absolutely. They will. Um, give me a narrow, narrow Toulon victory by mm, two points. This is this is at the Stadmail. No, is it? No, yeah, Stadmail. No. Stadmail. Yeah. Now the second game. No, Toulon will pick up five points there. Absolutely not, mate. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be lazy. They'll be complacent, and uh, no, Benetton are pretty good. And our other game of the week is Scarlet's Bath. Bath Scarlets. Or Bath Scarlets. Interesting. That, and that makes a big difference. Yes. Interesting, isn't it? Because I just had a feeling when Bath beat Scarlets, you were there for that. I'll be there for this one as well. Oh, will you? Yeah. So the, my feeling was Bath kind of, ex- sorry, Scarlets expected to win that. I mean, it was almost like a procession. When they lost, it was utter shock. Um, By the boot of Reese Priestland, no less. Yeah. I yeah. think that Scarlets will beat Bath. Now, the the conditions last time were a big factor in this. Yeah. Scarlet's wanted to play rugby. Bath wanted to kick and chase as much as they could, and they did it magnificently. They kicked and chased, and they closed it down and put all the pressure on Scarlet's, and Scarlet's messed. Mm. Scarlet's by... Scarlet's with a bonus point. Oh, Oh, Phil's gone. That's like him dropping the mic. Scarlet's going to win, drop, mic dropped. No, no, he's dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> he sounded remarkably... Uh, he, he held it together the whole time. The 
Oh, 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 he's he's oh. back, he's back, he's back. Hello, hello, hello. We Sorry. were just we were just wondering whether you whether you just kicked the bucket there live on the pod. <laughs> that would be a story. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be some good PR. In fact, can yeah. you do that, Phil? Do you remember that one time that Phil died? <laughs> we, we could milk that. We could get some really good coverage from that. Yeah. <laughs> and, we could, and we could run a competition to replace him. Yeah, exactly. So just I'll tell you what, we hope you get better, Phil, and we don't want to replace you, but just if it takes a turn for the worse, will you make sure someone lets us know so we can start PR in it? Yeah. Born yeah. quantity surveyor needed with knowledge of rugby. Please apply to Tim and JB. <laughs> <laughs> Every cloud. <laughs> you, you were saying... Uh, I'm saying... I'm going to hold off making a prediction until I hear the weather forecast. I think if it's dry and crisp, Scarlet's win. If it's wet and windy, Bath win. Mm, wise, very wise. I think under the Friday night lights, with the with the the crowd at the wreck, I think it's going to be close. I can see Scarlet's winning this one. I think Bath grind it out, and I think Reese Priestland is the man again. Mm. Interesting. Weird, isn't it, how Reese Priestland has kind of elevated himself to almost you know, like elder statesman type type type, sta- type status now? Yeah, this is going to be mm. a brutal match. Where do you, where do you see it going, Jay? Uh, Scarlet's win. Scarlet's win with a bonus point. Mm. Uh, if it goes Ooh. well, if it goes that way, then it will be a a final week shootout. What are the final week matches? It's um, too long. Scarlets, two long scarlets for a shootout for top place. If that ha- if that plays out, wow! Well, because you're going to assume that Bath win their game against Treviso, yeah. So could Bath yeah. still go through with it with a loss here? Um, yeah, as it depends on like bonus points. If they go out, if if they lose with a bonus point or two, then then yeah, then they could. They'd be in with a shot of getting yeah. a best runner-up. So I really, wouldn't be a great shot, but yeah. they'd be in with a shot. I've got to say, I really want the Scarlets to do this because I don't think a Welsh a Welsh team has been in the knockouts for God knows how long. So it'd be a massive shot in the arm for for, for Welsh rugby, and they play good rugby too. So come well, on, Scarlets! We we could well be seeing. It's very conceivable that not a single single English team makes it to the quarters. It is well, conceivable. That would... It won't uh, won't be the case though. So. I don't think it'll be the case, but it's very, very possible. Very possible. Mm. Yeah. Right, so let's call mm. it a day there, I shall we? will be disappointed. Phil, do you have to have any tests or anything? Any any what, sorry? Any, any more tests or anything? Or is it, is it... Are they just saying, get back to us if it gets any worse and bed rest? Or no, what? I've got um, I've got the results of a couple of tests uh, due to come one included uh, having three separate needles in my lower back including one of which was uh, drawing uh, a gin-like fluid out of my spine That's disgusting. Uh, a couple of days ago <laughs> oh, oh. it was pretty uncomfortable oh I hate shit like this I re- oh, sorry I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to swear I, I, I can't bear if, it if you, were a uni- if you were still at university all the lads would have drunk <laughs> would have done shots <laughs> would have played oh. a drinking game played Played spoof to see you had to drink that. Jeez, uh, sorry. Uh, Neck fills no. gin, gin-like fluid from his back. <laughs> you are pretty busy, aren't you, Phil, in your day-to-day life? Yes, yeah, very much so. So, are you uh, going to use this 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 downtime in hospital because it's the sort of thing that you do to get any like, elective surgeries done? Just kind of combine it all into one. <laughs> <laughs> 
What would you recommend for elect- elective surgeries? I don't know. You know, I mean, your hair's in good nick, but you know, I think I'd be tempted to get that done. Maybe some dental work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have got you have got good hair, but you never know when that's going to give up on you, Phil. So just get the plugs while you're in there. Yeah, prevention's better yeah. than cure. I might, get some, <laughs> I might get some lip fillers done as well. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> um. No, I, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I'd stick with that. Yeah. Lip, a bit of collagen and your hair plugs. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag what should, what should Phil have done? <laughs> uh, just one thing that happened. <laughs> so there, there was a reason why I was I was late getting to you, JB. Um, and that, that reason is, have you ever been to a, a Marks and Spencer's food hall in the evening uh, when, they're, when they're doing yellow sticker discounts? No, but I will tell you a story. Go on. So... A good friend of ours, Brim Williams, friend yep. friend of the pod, stored, uh, uh, starred on the po- podcast uh, once or twice. His brother... Well, he wants dep- Speaking of people going to hospital and stuff, he wants deputised for you when you impaled yourself on, on a, a tree. tree. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, he's quite successful in his own right. He's got a very uh, successful small um, car, car hire business with his brother, who is you know equally as successful. His brother worked in Marks and Spencers until he was in his mid-twenties, doing one shift a week. Do you know why? The yellow sticker stuff. So he could go around poking holes in packets so that, that, that the food that he wanted would be in staff shop uh, later on that day. <laughs> he did it for years. He goes shopping for all the Williams's, um, all the Williams, Williams's food. Like, what, do you uh, want, what, do you want, what do you want, beef or pork for roast this Sunday? Steak, done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he had like ten good. I think a serving member of stuff in um, in Marks and Spencers. It's a racket. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I was in there, but I, I just went in there to get a couple of things because I'd, I'd I'd needed a couple of things for the kids' pack lunches. So anyway, so I went in just to grab some ham or whatever, and I just picked the moment when they were doing the yellow stickers, and I didn't realise this was the thing. There's a crowd of people. Is there? Yeah, the, the, all their all their all their baskets are just full, and they've got laden. It's, they obviously do this every day or every week or whatever. And um, I needed to get the ham, but the ham was on the section, the perishable stuff, where the guy was doing the labels and and putting it on the shelves. Oh, this is so you, Tim. Go on. So I just wanted some ham, and but there was about twenty people in a really tight little. Um, space around the shelf that i needed to get to i couldn't get to the ham and no one would move really because the second that the guy puts the stuff on the shelf with the stick yellow sticker on people can grab it and they thought i was trying to pull a fast one they was like no one was letting me through like people would didn't respond i said excuse me i just need to get some ham excuse me and people were like just wouldn't let me near because they thought they were going to lose their place wow. right near the cheap stuff i mean like i know it's cheap but how much cheaper is it i mean how much do you sell your dignity for <laughs> <laughs> now, anyway, to, for the sake of three you know 50 pence on a pack of cherries Ugh. anyway well there you go anyway yeah. we, we, what, we've covered what, off all bases there what a cracking end it enjoy was, that wasn't it? um <laughs> phil get well soon mate thank you tim yep uh, me and tim and i'm gonna place the booty so um go on tim do 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 the whole um social media thing where you can find us 
Uh, we, we are at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We are Egg Chasers Rugby on Instagram. JB is Jay Beardmore. I'm at Cocker. Phil doesn't do any of that crap. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, but he'll probably won't add. He probably won't accept your friend request. He won't. We're Egg Chasers <laughs> Podcast on Facebook. Uh, wherever you are, we are. Come find us. Come say hello. Uh, get onto Facebook, by the way, uh, to find out about the Tier Two Tour. In fact, we must Ooh. make a note of that. We must talk about that next week. We are going. We're going to. I'm going over to Madrid to check everything out in a few weeks commitment jay there we is go that, is that tax deductible as well i suppose of it is isn't it? it is outstanding work right uh, so come find us uh, and let the boys play let the boys play let the boys play well done phil bye-bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.